0: Welcome to Big Sky Writer, the podcast for storytellers of all shapes and sizes. Whether you write novels, teach classes, or just tell your friends what you did last weekend, if you're a storyteller, this podcast is for you. Here's the host of Big Sky Writer, Clint Morey. Thank you, Mark, and thank you for dropping by to listen. Episode 50, When I Grow Up, I Wanna Be. Now, when you were young, were you ever asked, what you wanted to be when you grew up i know i was and even when i wasn't asked i thought about it what would i be there were so many options when i was young now one of the options i considered was are you ready a research physicist now i know this will come as a surprise to the people who knew me back in my high school days and I uh, even know me today, I, and I have to admit, I did not exactly fit the profile of a research physicist. But it wasn't my fault. I considered this particular option because of my brother. Yes, my very own brother. You see, my brother was a good math student. Well, good isn't quite the word. He was an excellent math student. In fact, I can remember he won an award for being one of the best high school math students in the city of Los Angeles. I have to grant you that LA was much smaller back then. There were only about two and a half million people in the city. Well, he was two years ahead of me in school, and I remember if he walked by our kitchen table while I was struggling on my math homework, he would come over, look at the problem, and my work, I I called it work, but most people would call it a hopeless effort, well, then he would explain to me very clearly what the problem was and how to solve it. And after his explanation, I understood the problem immediately and skated quickly through the rest of the homework assignment. Now, thanks to my brother, I was pretty good at math. Not as good as he was, but I got A's in my math courses. So, I have to blame my brother on planting this research physicist idea in my head. It was definitely his fault. I actually thought math was fun. Now in fact in fact, you know how fun. I remember how excited I was when I got my first Pickett slide rule. This was before calculators. The slide rule was the tool for real scientists and wannabe research physicists like me. And Pickett, well that was the Cadillac of slide rolls. But then something happened, and that something was my brother graduated from high school and went off to college. Now that was serious. My in-house tutor, the guy who understood math and could explain it so that I could understand it, was no longer available, and I quickly found out what that meant. Now when I began my junior year in high school, I was looking forward to my math class, Algebra two. My teacher was Mr. De Rosario, not only was he the head of the math department, but my brother had had him for math classes before me. And when Mr. De Rosario took role that first day of class, after he read my name, he asked if I was Bob Maury's brother. When I said yes, you should have seen the smile that broke across his face. He was obviously thrilled to have another Maury in his class. So things began well. The start of Algebra 2 is just a review of Algebra 1, and I knew Algebra 1, so I did well at the beginning of the course. The problem started to pop up when we moved into the new, or some might say hard, material. I would work late at night trying to understand the homework, and I was seldom successful. I would eventually come to understand the material, but it was usually about two weeks after we had been tested on it, which means the grades on my assignments and exams were less than stellar. Now, my grandmother would watch me working on my math homework, but I have to admit, she was no help at all when it came to explaining how to solve Algebra two math problems. That was bad enough. But the kicker for me was going into the classroom each day. Now, I don't know what your routine was when you took math in high school, But the first thing we did in class was exchange papers and grade the homework. Then Mr. De Rosario would call several people to come up to the chalkboard and work out the problems that had been missed. Each student at the board would explain how to do the problem correctly. Now, I remember one day when there was this problem on the homework that everyone in class missed. Mr. De Rosario smiled at me and said, Clint, show them how to do it. Oh great. I went to the chalkboard, wrote the problem out, and stared at it. I didn't have the slightest idea how to solve the problem. And I have to, it seemed like forever, but I had to finally admit that I was clueless. And I can still remember Mr. De Rosario's words to this day. He looked a little bewildered, and he asked, Are you sure you're Bob Moray's brother? Well, that was the end of my plan to become a research physicist. Now, why am I telling you this story? Well, it isn't just to show you that I was mathematically challenged. I'm sharing this because of a news story I read last week. A college professor was fired from his job because he made the course too hard. He taught organic chemistry at New York University. First of all, organic chemistry is hard. Well, at least I think it's hard. I never actually took the course in college. You see, I I got a C in high school chemistry and didn't think organic chemistry would be a good option for me in college. But my wife was a chemistry major and my daughter took the course as part of her program to become a registered nurse. And I got the impression from them that I made a wise decision not to take organic chemistry. But back to my story at new york university a bunch of students got together and signed a petition to have the professor removed from his position i believe they call that fired because the course was too hard oh sure he had a stellar history of teaching and even authored authored a textbook on organic chemistry but if the course was too hard for those students it was obviously the professor's fault now the material was difficult but the course was a requirement for students who wanted to apply to medical school. It was a large lecture hall class, which many of the students didn't attend, and the professor even paid his own money to have videos of the key concept of the course available online, which many of the students did not even watch. And the professor was available for one-on-one work with students who were having difficulties, which many of the students did not utilize. So it was obvious. It had to be the professor's fault. It couldn't be the student's fault because they paid tuition to take the course. They deserved a good grade. Unfortunately, New York University let the professor go. Another euphemism for fired. It's sad to see that education has reached that level of expectation among students. They exist, so they deserve to get good grades. Now, I don't know about you, but I really don't want surgeons operating on me because they paid their tuition at a medical school. I would prefer that they actually knew what they were doing. And I'm not all that comfortable being a passenger on an airline if the pilot and co-pilot got their license because they paid for a course. I would prefer if they learned how to fly. Then again, Maybe I should reconsider my job options. Perhaps I should become a research physicist. I understand the mean average pay for a physicist is $6,790 per month. (laughs) Now, I could deal with that. I know some potential employers might bring up the issue of me not having great math skills, but, you know, maybe it wasn't really my fault that I got a C in high school algebra too. Maybe it was the teacher's fault. Ooh, I like that. Okay, I have a few links for you if you read the show notes or my Substack account. Uh, these are just articles I read in you the know, last couple of weeks that I found interesting. I encourage you to check them out. But I would like to share a blessing with you from the Old Testament. May the Lord bless and protect you. May the Lord's face radiate with joy because of you. May He be gracious to you, show you His favor, and give you His peace. Number 6, 24 to 26. Until the next time, be the reason someone smiles today.